The podcast explosion is bringing big business opportunities for virtual assistants and side hustle seekers who want to become podcast managers. I'm Kara Tannenbaum, host of the Pod Squad Show, and I invite you to join me each week where I interview podcast managers and podcast hosts to go behind the scenes for the best podcasting tips, tools, and business advice for building and growing a podcast management business. Each episode contains powerful information to help you niche down your services, position yourself as an expert in this industry, and provide valuable production support that is in high demand by podcast owners. Let's get started. Well, hey there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pod Squad Show. I am your host, Kara Tannenbaum. And if you are currently a podcast manager, then you know this to be true. It's one thing to manage the moving parts on getting a podcast on the air, but it's another to get super clear on why a podcast is a great strategic choice for a brand. My guest this week, Megan King, is a former copywriter who fell in love with podcast management, moved all in with her business, and blazed a trail for strategy-based podcast management. For a lot of entrepreneurs who decide to add a podcast to their mix, it seems like they often get consumed with the how-tos at the expense of thinking through the why and the what. Why do you want to have a podcast? What does success look like for your business from the podcast? Megan talks all about podcast strategy in this episode and her experience with both aspiring and seasoned podcasters. She gives us a look into how she got where she is today and some valuable insight into how she helps podcasters with a group coaching service. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get started. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I would love to know a little bit about how you got started as a podcast manager. Why did you decide to choose this niche? Sure. So when I started doing work in the online space, I actually started out as a copywriter and I was enjoying what I was doing, but I wasn't finding steady work. And honestly, looking back, I wasn't 100% behind what I was doing and what I was offering. So I got into podcast management, really just thinking that I would work on show notes. Mm -hmm. But after I started learning all about the process, I liked everything about it. I really liked (laughs) editing and show notes and marketing and content repurposing, just everything that went into it. And I found that calling myself a podcast manager just fit better. And I felt better Mm -hmm. about what I was offering and finding people. So that's really how I got into podcast management specifically. When you were doing copywriting, were podcasters the only ideal client for you? Or did you work with a lot of other different clients and then found that podcasting was the ideal niche for you? So I was not working with podcasters really at all. At that point, I was doing more blog post writing, ghost writing, email marketing sequences, sales pages, those type of things. So I wasn't mm-hmm. at that point targeting podcasters specifically at all. Ah, did you happen just to get a project for writing show notes? Is that how, Was that the catalyst for you to get into that podcast industry? That's actually what made me sign up for a podcast management course. 
Uh-huh. And then I just decided I like all this podcast stuff. And I'm networking yeah. in a Facebook group and I found a podcaster who was actually local to me. And so we connected over that kind of connection point. And mm-hmm. I took over her podcast management. And then I really just went all in. I changed everything, changed my titles, changed <laughs> what I was looking for, and said, Yep, podcast management is it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So right now, fast forward to today, you're a podcast strategist and you've helped coaches launch and run a podcast that works in growing their business. What do you love the most about it? I can hear the excitement in your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yes. I love helping people get started and helping people figure out how to really use a podcast to grow their business and get them more clients. So I think a lot of coaches, they think, oh yeah, a podcast might be nice one day. But I love helping them figure out how exactly to put it into their business model, to Mm -hmm. put out the content that they need, to bring clients into them. And not only just bringing clients into them, get them other collaboration opportunities, and up their credibility and authority, have them network in other ways that may not be open to them if they didn't have a podcast. So really, it's part of their business plan. Podcasting is part of that to monetize and grow their audience and being able to maximize the value of their podcast itself. Yes, absolutely. I like people to take a really bird's eye view at the whole plan and see how podcasting can fit in, not just be one more thing that adds to their to-do list. Yeah, exactly. So, which is very interesting because it's, very, to me, it's when I think about me and as a, a podcaster who uses podcasting for my business, it's definitely to connect with my audience and grow my authority and provide value to my listeners. But I also think, how can I use this to the best of my advantage for growing my business, monetizing one day, being able to grow my email list. Like it's a lot of components of the, which is really the benefits of podcasting. And so it's great that you can help a podcast host strategize about this who may otherwise not really know other than just turning on the mic and getting guests and talking week over week, what it really the force behind podcasting could do for their business. Yes. I really like helping people think about how to move people towards working with them. So I want people to be more strategic in what their episode topics are and what they ask people to do after they listen so that people really take that next step. Okay. So I want to unpack this just a a little bit more because I just thought of something. Are your clients one-time clients where you coach them and strategize for a, a short time, and then they go and do their thing? Or are you using strategy as a first step in that business relationship with your client? And then from there, you continue to do the podcast management week over week, or how frequent their podcast is produced? Oh, good question. I really prefer the ongoing relationship. Mm -hmm. I think the more I get to know the business, the more that I can help. And the podcaster is usually so into their own business. They're not day-to-day thinking about the podcast necessarily. And that can be my job. I can step back and say, we might need some episodes on this, or in six months, you're going to launch this. Let's back up from this date and think about 
what type of episodes we can put out that will lead up to people so that when you launch, people are really primed to buy. Yeah. Which by the way, I think that the relationship, having that relationship and nurturing that partnership is amazing. It's one of the best parts about being a podcast manager for me too. Would you work mostly with new aspiring podcasters? so that they can really see from the beginning what they need? Because you do have a group program, Podcasting for Business Growth, which you know, came from helping the one-on-one clients launch their podcast individually and then realizing that it can very be a daunting experience because there's a lot of moving pieces and it can also be isolating as well. And so being able to launch in that group setting would help the you know, help the podcasters feel like they have their tribe and can collaborate as they work on their own podcast, which I, I want to hear more about that too. But I just, I was wondering if while you're doing the strategy, if you're really working only with those aspiring podcasters, or do you get seasoned podcasters who come to you and say, Hey, I I don't know where I'm going with this podcast and I really could use your direction. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A mix of both, but I really love starting with people from the beginning. (laughs) At the beginning, there are all those questions about just the technical pieces. A lot of people just say, oh, I'm just, I'm not techie. I don't know how to do all this. But outside of just the technical know-how, there's a lot of mindset stuff. And am I good at this? Is this Mm going to be anything anybody's going to listen to? Those kind of questions, which I found have also been things that really hold people back. So when I came up with the idea for this group program, I thought that doing a launch with other people would really help people be able to see other people are feeling the same way I am. (laughs) Maybe it's not just me that hates my voice, those kinds of things. And people could have people along the way that encourage them and say, no, that episode was really good. Or a good idea for you would be to talk about this. And having people alongside with you launching, I just thought would be really neat because that was another one of the holdups that people face is just, I don't know if this is any good. I don't know if anybody's going to listen. It's beautiful in the fact that it's group therapy. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) When imposter syndrome rears its ugly head, but then it's also great for collaboration and sharing ideas and cross promotion and joint venturing together, being on each other's podcasts. And oh my gosh, the the possibilities, there's so many uh, opportunities for these new podcasters to really form their, their tribe and strengthen their own podcast because they're part of this group. Kudos to you. I think that's an excellent, amazing, refreshing idea. And then, so you'll be doing, you'll be coming in there, uh, in the group actually teaching them how to launch a podcast from scratch? Yes. I have a mix of audio modules that are set up just like you would listen to a podcast, but on a private Mm -hmm. feed. So people can listen to a lot on the go, the same way they listen to podcasts, which I really love because you're not going to be tied to a computer the whole time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then there are some video modules that walk you through the technical things that you need to know a little, how to set things up, how to edit, those kinds of things that you need to actually see. And we'll have a Facebook group where people can collaborate. And I think this will really help with collaboration, but also accountability and sharing information, sharing ideas, those kinds of things to really get 
everybody involved together. I'm going to share a link in the show notes. And so tell me, how long have you been in podcast management? Oh, let's see. It's probably been hmm, about two years now, I would say. Okay. So do you have any advice that you could offer for someone who is thinking of doing podcast management and ready to start, but not sure how to get started? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I know there's a lot. (laughs) There is a lot. There is a lot. But I would say, don't feel like you have to know everything about podcasting to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you are just a step or two ahead, and even if you just have the attitude of, how to figure it out, you're taking something off of their plate. So they don't expect you, potential clients wouldn't expect you to absolutely know everything off the top of your head. But if you can say, I've got this, I'll figure this out for you. That's really all they need. That's so true. I just was talking about this with another guest because I get a lot of messages from brand new podcast managers or those that are virtual assistants and they want to to think about podcast management, but not sure if it correlates well with what they're already doing. And the tech part, oh my gosh, it gets very intimidating. I do think that is such sound advice that what you're saying is getting started and not feeling like you have to know everything all at once. Absolutely. And I would say, yes, absolutely. Only do what you're comfortable with. Only do what is in your sweet spot. People can outsource Mm -hmm. or you can refer or you can outsource the rest. And the other thing I would say is you might try your hand at a few things and you might be surprised what you actually like. Yeah, (laughs) I would have never in a million years thought I would actually like editing audio. (laughs) But I do. So you might want to try things out just to see what you actually like once you get going. That's true. What seems intimidating by some of the programs for editing is nothing now when you start doing it and get down into it. And for podcasters, they're like, no way do I want to A, learn a new skill or B, spend the time doing this. And that's why we're here for them because we enjoy it, can do it well and take it off their plate. Excellent advice. And before we wrap up, tell me where we can find you online. Sure. I'm on Instagram at HeyMeganKing. Yes. So I'll include those links as well. Thank you, Megan, so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Pod Squad Show. The show notes are over at thepodsquadcollective.com in case you want to check out any resources mentioned or get more info on how I can support you in your journey as a podcast manager. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next week.